Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are so delighted that you can join us today, taking a little time out um, to get into God's Word. Um, And if this is your first time joining us here on Shouts of Grace, we want to say welcome and to let you know that you can go on to our website at shoutsofgraceradio.com and there you'll have about 113, 114 past episodes uh, ranging um, from a whole host of topics and and, and things of our day and, and looking at certain scripture. And so we encourage you guys uh, to go ahead and, and, and get onto that website and get yourself caught up. As well, if you are a continued listener, we want to say thank you for your support as well um, as the use of the studios here at Key Radio in Provo, Utah. Um, if you don't know, here at Shots of Grace, what we do is we have different guests um, usually call in from around the country, different pastors and, and, and people that are educated in Scripture, and, and we introduce a topic or a per particular Scripture, and we talk about it and and so um, today's no different. Um, I have uh, a good friend of mine um, at at Redemption Hill in studio today again with me, Pastor Joe Funicello. How are you, my brother? I'm doing good, thank you, Steve. Good. And then I have another friend of mine who we've we've, we've been friend for friends for years, and um, he's recently moved to Texas, and he's there at the Village Church, and um, and he's here in town visiting. So I thought I'd have him in, um, Matt Elder. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So, what I want to do today, you guys, is we live in a we live in a pretty tumultuous time, and 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 we're seeing we're seeing conduct from the world that we wouldn't expect to be, you know, anything different than than, than what the world can offer. But we also see something happening with people that that profess to know Christ, and we're watching this paradigm shift in in a lot of ways where people who've been going to churches for a while are seemingly moving to a in, in in a direction that is kind of in step with the world and the way the world thinks and 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 when you get to the end of that it really is the antithesis of the gospel because Jesus himself said that the world hated him and so it's going to hate his followers as well and so what I want to do um t- today is is I want to look at a passage in 2 Thessalonians and then I want to kind of crack it open and throw it out uh for discussion in a more general or a broader sense. And here's here, here's what it says. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse one says, now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you brothers not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way For that day won't come unless the rebellion or the apostasy or the falling away comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed. And, and what you find here um, is, is, is an end time view that, that d- different people hold. But in this particular view that, that in the end times, there's going to be um, a, a, a man of sin that's revealed, um, often referred to as Antichrist. But prior to that, and this is what I want to focus on, there's going to be a departure from the faith. There's going to be people that are going to walk away from God. In his sense, he's saying, let, don't let anybody deceive you, uh, whether it's from a letter or a spoken word or, or even a spirit. 
something's going to be in place that is going to um, move people away from God. And so what I want to do, you guys, is throw out the question, and it's a, it's a, it's a valid question. How does this happen? How does a person, Matt, find themselves one day where at one point they walked with God and now they've completely left him and he's not even really a part of their life or their daily decision making or anything? How does that happen? Is there one way? Is there multiple ways? How does a person make that transition? Uh, I think that's a great question. I mean, I think uh, uh, all the way back to uh, one of uh, Billy Graham, I think's earlier friends, uh, he he walked closely with the Lord and preached uh, alongside Billy Graham, and then one day uh, he he decided that he no longer had faith. Um, you know, I think we look at the world, the flesh, and the devil, and, and it pressures us and pushes us, and really um, decides whether or not, or it, it helps us understand you know, are we really in the faith, right? Paul tells us to examine ourselves to find out if we're in the faith and that he, he wants to uh, run as hard as he can, the, the lest he run in vain. And I think we need to, um, I, I think you see people and, and, you know, I, I wondered to myself, like, do, did they know the Lord? And, and I think that's a good question. I think, I think that, that maybe that's a, somewhere we could go with this conversation of did, did they know the Lord? Were they saved? Did, did they, um, because I know for myself, um, having gone through many trials and difficult times, um, and, and questioning my own faith and wondering, am I in the faith or is this a real thing? Um, I know for myself, um, there's always been this unwavering belief in my soul that God's real and that this is real and that this is the truth. And so, uh, you know, I wonder, I, I feel like I, I can know I'm saved. I know where I'm going. Um, but, but how do I know that about other people and how do I know what kind of faith and foundation they had from the beginning? Yeah, Joe, you know, I, I, I find this to be true sometimes as well is sometimes people have a misconception of what the Christian life is, right? It's like, it's like kind of like a buyer's remorse type of thing. Like, you know, you're sold something or you hear something when you, when you get it and then you got it and you're like, oh man, you know, what did I do? And so Part of that, I would say, falls on the one who's sharing the gospel. If the gospel itself is not presented, if the expectations mm. are not set, here is what you are getting, here yeah. is what we are sharing with you, then people can have a misconception coming in, and then all of a sudden, when real life hits them, yeah. they're like, whoa, wait a minute, and, and they, don't, they don't continue. So, so, so talk about that a little bit, Joe, the idea that sometimes people don't understand what the Christian life is about. Yeah, I, I think, um, like you said, in, initially people may hear, come to Christ and your life's going to be perfect and everything's going to just be um, hunky-dory. Um, but that isn't, of course, the case um, when you when you uh, look at the Christian life. Uh, Paul, I mean, Peter was asked, uh, said to the Lord, "Are you going?" When Jesus said to him, "Are you going to leave to him?" Peter goes, uh, "You have the words of eternal life." Mm. The the key of Christianity is our sins are taken upon the cross and upon Christ. My life, the way I think it may turn out, it may not turn out like that. But who cares in the end? I'm going to heaven. Jesus saved me, and that's what I hang on to. Mm. And I see in the parable of the sower or the soils, or whatever it talks about, in uh, and it's in three of the gospels in Matthew. Uh, uh, let's see, what is this? Thirteen twenty-two. It says, "Now he who receives seed among the thorns, and he who hears the word, 
and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. And so when people fall back and hold on to the word of God, they, they have a confidence. And so you, you find mm-hmm. out in the end, it's not always about that I'm going to be, um, I'll use the, the term skiing here, powder slopes, and everything's going to be great. I'm going to have to go through moguls. I'm going to hit bumps. I'm going to hit difficulties. And so, um, but that's not my basis for Christianity. The God who loved me, who sent his son, took my sins upon the cross, and that I hang on to. And that's the basis of our foundation of Christianity. Not everything perfect and hunky-dory and having uh, even tremendous emotions with him, although that comes and goes, and he desires that for us, that's not our foundation. So people lose that sight, then they then they, then they they trickle away. That's I, right. Go I, ahead. I love, uh, <laughs> I, you kind of made a slight reference to John 6, and and in John 6, you have the disciples that are following after Jesus. And uh, Jesus said, if you don't eat my blood or uh, drink my blood and eat my flesh, you have no part in me. And that like just w- totally wigged out uh, all these people that are following him. And they're following him for the miracles. And they're following him because they want more food and free, you know, hey, free food. Woo. Right. And uh, and so. They're, they're all excited about what Jesus has and the miracles that he's performing, and it's just blowing their minds. And then he says something like this, like, eat my body and drink my blood, right? And they just totally flip out. And what happens? They, they, they turn away, and they're like, ah, I'm out, right? And then he turns to his disciples and says, hey, you know, you, you guys with me? You in this? What, what, you, you guys going to turn away too? Yeah, yeah. And in that, you know, you see true faith, right, where they say, you have the words of life. Where else are we going to go? And I, I have, I personally have, have dealt with that where I have been found myself in the dark night of the soul, as it were. And I question to myself, is this real? And then I go, where else would I go? Jesus, this is, you are the words of life. I've seen it in my life. I've tasted and seen, and I know that you are good and I, and I can't go anywhere. I can't turn away because uh, uh, of that ir- irresistible grace, if I can say that, right? Yeah, you know, also, I'm going to add this, you know, um, in, in in that same parable, Joe, when it talks about the, the seed that was uh, sown on the rocky ground, right? Mm-hmm. What, what what does it say there? It talks about that, that it, it obviously it didn't get root, but what was it that that the rocks were, were representative of, mm-hmm. right? They were representative of like trials, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, so, and so I think what happens is, you know, people people have, well, here's what James says. James says in chapter mm. one, verse two, count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith mm. produces steadfastness. That word steadfastness, the best way to put it in imagery is it bolts you down. In other mm. words, it's immovable, right? Mm, and so yeah, when we yeah. talk about a faith that's immovable, it comes, it's produced by the testing of yeah. it, right? Not, you don't come out of the spiritual womb, so to speak, just kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm committed to God. And it's God tests that. And, mm-hmm. and what happens for some is when they go through those trials, they lean into the Lord and they become steadfast and bolted mm. into the perseverance of the faith, right? Yes. Whereas others look at that and they go, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I never bargained for this. This was never part of it. Yeah. And they cut bait and they bail. And so I, I think what you find is, um, and when I talk a little bit more about this on the other side of the break, I think what you find that's indispensable to a true faith is a testing of that faith 
through various things that come into your life, whether it be in marriage, whether it be in finances, whether it be in health, whatever it is, God's refining us. And here's the interesting thing about refinement. You know, when you heat up a metal, the whole idea is when you heat up, say, silver, what happens to the impurities? They come to the surface. Meaning Mm -hmm. in the Christian life, oftentimes we can't even see what's impure in our own hearts until Mm. it's heated up. And once God applies the heat of trials, (laughs) they come to the surface and we can deal with them and go, whoa, where was that? Well, that was inside you the whole time. You just needed a little bit of testing. And so for the true believer... The testing of their faith is is really indispensable to to persevering because that's what God does. But to the one who who balks at that, to the one who bails at that, there is a greater question that 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 Matt asked at the beginning, and that is, where was your faith really founded? Mm at to begin with right and so let's talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the break you're listening to shouts of grace we will be right back you're listening to shouts of grace with pastor steve the radio ministry of redemption hill church in saratoga springs utah for more information about redemption hill you can visit our website at rhutah.church shouts of grace radio is thankful for the encouragement from key radio reaching utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in provo utah now let's join pastor steve for the conclusion of today's conversation hey welcome back uh, to the program super excited you can join us today um before the break i'm, I'm in studio here with uh, pastor joe funicello um from redemption hill and a good friend of ours matt elder in texas and and i we were kind of talking through you guys this idea of of why people follow away from the faith and 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 we kind of landed on this on this idea that that well sometimes they that they're not expecting what comes their way maybe they're expecting an easy road and then all of a sudden testing comes right um what are some other reasons why uh, matt why you think people might fall away from the faith because the type of departure we're talking about at the end is in in, in the end days here in second thessalonians is a purposeful departure it's a rebellion against mm. god what are some other ways or reasons why you think maybe people decide i don't want to walk with god anymore um you know the the, the word talks about enduring they won't endure sound doctrine right and mm. they they start to go for the tickling of their ears right and i think uh you may have alluded to it earlier of of sometimes we get caught up in our emotions right and uh whether whatever it is whether it's our family uh, a conflict or the media or whatever it is, right? And they grab a hold of our emotions. And then we, we tend not to be led by by solid doctrine, you know, and it comes back to foundations again, right? And if you don't have a solid foundation or if you haven't been taking the time to to stay grounded in Jesus, you know, and in truth, and, and if, if you're not connected to the word and, and you either were ignorant or you used to, you know, have kind of an education, but you've been, but you've, you've kind of grown lazy in that area, right? Um, it's easy to pull on the heartstrings. There's a lot that there's a lot with that. Right. And then, and then we become driven and tossed by the wind. Right. Mm-hmm. And you look at a boat and, and what's going to happen if, if they're not, if, if they're not anchored they're, they're you're just going to blow away. And yeah. I, and I think that that, I think that happens too often. Yeah. Joe, Matt, Matt had mentioned earlier, um, just this idea um, in John chapter six, that, that Jesus taught something that was offensive and and people were like, whoa, you know, the di- didn't meet and kind of what he just said didn't meet my understanding of what of what you know this uh, yeah, of what I want of what I want, yeah. right? You see that a lot 
today. You see an, an agenda of the world, a worldview, um, that, that a social worldview and a yeah. lot of issues, right? That is offensive to people that fill churches because mm. God, whom they've made in their image and after yes. their likeness, um, that this, this, this thing that Jesus teaches isn't, isn't lining up with their idea of God. And we see this huge movement in, in amongst churches when it comes to, to, to social matters in yeah. our, in our country. And so combining those two that Matt had talked about, just things that are offensive to people, um, as well as, 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 as well as things that, um, are doctrinal and people just can't get on board. Talk about, talk about the inevitability of departing from the living God when you won't succumb to what he says is truth. Yeah. Because that's a reality. Yeah, it is. And um, unfortunately, the shepherds that lead a lot of this stuff are going to uh, have, you know, uh, uh, they're going to be called out on it because, uh, you know, we, we go back to the, the gospel. Jesus died for our sins. There is a right and wrong. There is a creator and he set up the rules. And now his rules are always there to protect us. Mm -hmm. He loves us. He cares about us. But like you said, you know, we don't uh, make God in our image. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we're made in his image. And so um, he's 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 laying all that foundation out. And, and, and it's unfortunate that people look at it um, uh, through their own eyes instead of, you know, really back to what God says about things. But just real quick, I wanted to go to this. You talked about in the uh, previous uh, portion about James and about trials. There is a tree in Northern California on the coast. And I forget the name of it. Sorry. I, I don't know if it's a cypress or juniper, it might be a cypress, but it grows real close to the coast and the winds and rain and everything mm. beat against this continually. Mm. But it has a tremendous root system mm. because mm. of the storms that hit it, its roots go down and anchor it. And so it's able to stay. And so um, you combine all that, you give somebody something soft all the time and you're not really feeding them what the Lord says. So when the trials and the storms comes up, they're not going to have roots to take that and, and, and to, to stand against all the onslaught of everything that's coming to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, guys, I want to talk about this because this is a huge reason um, I see as to why a lot of people depart from the faith. And that is a misrepresentation of Christianity. Mm -hmm. yeah. When when they see somebody who wears the badge, I'm a Christian, misrepresent God or act in a way that's unbecoming or unfitting, um, a leader oftentimes in the church might yeah. do this or or the person, the next door neighbor, you know, I that person goes to church and I and I watch them, they were thrown up on their front lawn because they were wasted or whatever yeah. might be the case. Um, Talk about that because, because, you know, what do you say to the person who says, why would I want to become a Christian um, or a person who is a Christian? And then they look at somebody else and they're like, I don't ever want to go to church again. Yep. I don't want to go to church again because if that's what a Christian is, I, I trusted them. I expected them to represent God and they walk away or fall away because the people around Christ, you know, it's interesting that that you know a little a little kind of insight is when when Jesus was walking and and um and Zacchaeus couldn't see him you know it says and Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus because of the people because of the people that were surrounding him so he went up a tree he he went higher so he could get a different view mm. a lot of times people can't see Christ because Ooh. of the people that are surrounding yeah. Christ talk about how important important a witness is and talk to the person who would say uh, Matt say I, I don't I don't want to follow God because this is 
this is fake. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And that was actually where I wanted to go next, really, was, was uh, you know, Jesus, Jesus so often only, really, only got mad at religious leaders. That's it. And it, because they were misrepresented, misrepresentatives of, of his grace, his love, and his character, right? And I personally have seen that myself. Uh, it, it, I've been in church leadership. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been just a lay member. And uh, over and over, I've seen what, what ends up happening, right, is, is we, we exalt man and we, we start to lift them up and think, man, they've got it all together. And if I could just spend a little more time with them, if I could just learn their ways and their their uh, their you know their habits and that type of thing, man, I would I would just be on cloud nine and be perfect like they are, right? And hmm. and that and that's not that's not reality. That's not truth, right? And and then uh, those religious leaders oftentimes have have uh, have a status and then they fall, right? And then and then suddenly our, our faith is shattered. And so I, I think there's there's a lot to that of we 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 need to not build up religious leaders as as exalted people that that don't have failures um and and i think that oftentimes that's going to shake your faith when you get close to leadership and you realize they're people right and and i think we need to be careful of that because i think i think you're going to get caught in a trap yeah joe you know in in the last minute or so we have left talk about the idea kind of piggybacking off of what matt just said you know um, talk about the importance because people are watching, right? Talk about the importance of being a good witness for Christ, because the truth is if, you know, G- Jesus reserves a, a scathing indictment to those, um, who, who, um, who stumble one of yes. these little, little ones, ones, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so <laughs> stumbling, having them turn away, mm-hmm. having them, you know, at yeah. fault with, so, so talk about the importance of that. Yeah. Um, being a, of course, a witness, um, to Christ is, uh, or a witness for him or to him, um, is ultimately a, a, a tremendous responsibility and a blessing. Um, the responsibility and the, and the bummer of that is if you fail and we all fail and sometimes I say, okay, well, you know, there's always room for another hypocrite at church because <laughs> in ways we we all, we're not perfect. But, um, I, I go back to your, your thought about the guy throwing up and everything. Listen, Jesus is the one that's perfect and I am so glad he is, but I, I want to live a life that represents him. Mm. And so I, I don't want to throw excuses out and say, Hey, I'm saved and I'm going to do whatever I want because that's not what the Lord says and that's not the gospel and that's not written throughout scripture. I want to live for him. And so if I do that, you know, I have an opportunity by like you talked on Sunday about God's spirit work in my life that I can love. Mm. I can love and I can show that love and I can give sacrificially in that. If my eyes and everything are, are kept above and I don't get so caught up in everything here. Yeah. You know, in the last 30 seconds, I just want to, I want to, I want to just kind of take off of that a little bit. Um, if you're in church long enough, you're going to see people that love God, misrepresent God guaranteed, Mm -hmm. and you will too. Um, and and so that's why we are always to keep our eyes on the King, Mm -hmm. not on the subjects. Author finisher. Yeah. He's the one that offers the grace. He's the one that's going to give you the same mercy that he's going to give to the one you're looking at. You always want to be careful. The measure you measure out will be measured back Amen. to you. Yeah. Psalm 130 verse three says, if God were to mark iniquity, who oh, would stand? Amen. You know, Amen. so we want to be careful, but that's we good. always want to remember that 
our desire is to look at the perfect Lamb of God, not the ones that are being perfected. Look at the perfect Lamb of God. Hey, listen, we are out of time um, for this edition of Shouts of Grace. We want to thank you for joining us and let you know that it is a blessing to spend a part of our day with you, and we will see you next time. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.